We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual, and my mic is doing the weird thing, dude. It's doing this 4K camera does this. I don't understand what happens. It's because I'm recording locally. That's what goes wrong. I don't know why. What do you think, chat? Should I keep it? Uh, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. That's that's what you should know. Uh what do you think? Should I keep it? Kind of doesn't look like an album cover. Like on my camera, as always, very good uh, podcast uh, content here. But uh, my camera is now half green, half sepia tone, and there's four of me in the in the thing. Um, so you know, look, it has something to do with one thing or another. I can't. I don't know how to fix it, and that's all there is to it. So we're just we're just gonna roll with it, chat. Because I don't have my other. Because normally I have another webcam. I haven't set it up yet. So. That's the way it is. Uh, I'm in a new house. That's why we m- missed uh, last weekend. Uh, appreciate everybody. You, by the way, I got a, I got more angry tweets than I expected to. Not angry, but just like disappointed tweets. Yeah, like how dare you move and Turn then not do a podcast? No, I know. Uh, I moved last Sunday. We've been in our house for a week. Uh, it is awesome and also very overwhelming. I have to go buy a lawnmower tomorrow. Barry, you're, you're a homeowner. How, what, what do I need to know about buying a lawnmower? Uh, <laughs> you could just get a lawn service company. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that, man. I was really thinking about it, calling them to quote for us. See, you really have to just average out the cost of doing it yourself versus hiring someone. And then say you could be streaming with those two hours or whatever hours mm. you're going to use. I won't be. At, I won't be streaming during what that hour, Whatever hours you could <laughs> use to do anything else with making money or not making money. And uh, I think, well, 
if you're the kind of guy that loves yard work and loves being outside and you know it's like a refreshing thing and like it like mentally rejuvenates you which is weird because i kind of am that guy but i also hate doing lawn yard work at the same time it's a love-hate thing for me okay all right well uh i'm not doing it um that's that's what i'm saying that's well i am doing it i guess but i don't want to do it um Mm -hmm. is the thing boy yeah that's 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 called adulthood (laughs) no you know what's adulthood we ordered a new trash can for our kitchen and we were like stoked when it got here we were Mm -hmm. we were like mega stoked we're like yes this trash can owns and then we were like holy god we are sold um yep but that that is true uh i mean that is true adulthood having a new trash can there's a big difference in a bad trash can and a good trash can and you don't understand that until you've had a bad trash can barrett has been hanging out with me too long chad this is a very aggro level discussion barrett break down what makes a good trash can versus a bad trash can for me. it needs to open flawlessly every time and silently yeah silently preferred if there's yep. a little bit of noise that's not too bad but it's got to be the same noise every time it can't be switching yep. it up on me and it needs okay i'm a big sucker for the soft closing lid yep you already know that, that's what we got baby it's so nice i know and you don't have to worry about like a backsplash or anything going crazy because you know it's coming down nice and soft that's right and it needs to not hold smells. I don't know why, but some trash cans seem to hold in smells more than other mm. trash cans. Do you think I'm it's the sure. material, like a different, like different plastic components, or like ours is metal? Now we got a metal one. We're moving up in the world. You know, we, we're homeowners now. We have to have a metal trash can. Uh, I've had a metal trash can before. I'll send you the link for ours. It's good because let me tell you. Here's the thing about this, that's <laughs> awesome about this trash can, and this is what you're all tuning into. So get over it. Uh, <laughs> It's got, like, a separate plastic bin on the inside that you put the what? trash bag around. So then when you want to take it out, you just lift that inner plastic bin, and you don't have to lift the whole trash can, you don't have to mess with the whole trash can, and that way it closes flush around the outside. There's no piece of trash bag sticking out. Okay, that sounds really cool, but I'm having a little bit of trouble comprehending it, mainly because I stream Smite for eight hours today. Big mistake, my friend. I I watched so much SPL today, my guy. Oh, is it hard watching every uh, single SPL game and not even have to talk the whole time? And then having to, to come up. and do the podcast? Is that difficult for you? Bro, I had to catch up on yesterday. <laughs> oh, you watched two days of SPL. Yeah. That's a lot. Okay, that's a lot. That's almost that's a, that's what a land day is. Uh, yeah, that's terrible, man. When Dude. you've got like four best of threes. There was like three games today. I mean, three out of eight's not that too bad, but I was like, I feel so bad for the casters having to talk <laughs> over these games. Bro, let <laughs> me tell you, they get rough sometimes. Like that first, the Scarab's first game, or yeah. like the Leviathans today, I casted that set. Uh, that game one, like that was over yep. in four minutes, you know? <laughs> like that was over four minutes in. And I'm like, what do, what do we do? Uh there were a lot of blowouts this week. Okay, but here's the deal, man. Can we talk? It's a, I'm not even going to. I don't even think like recapping the last two weeks is all, all that interesting to me. I don't. I don't know how you guys feel, Chatter or Barra, but I'm just gonna. I'm, I think that the way I want to do it is just like talk about things that stood out to me over the last two weeks. That Titans Scarabs game, where Scary is has nine kills in nine minutes. 
infuriated me like I haven't been infuriated since E United showed up late and reverse swept you guys. That was the last time I was that wow. tilted about a smite game. I'm not kidding. I was tilted. I was tilted. Like, I am so glad I didn't have to cast that set because I would have gone in, man. <laughs> what were they doing? What were they doing, man? Scary is brand new to the role. He is 8 and 20. That's his KDA coming into that set. He's like 8 and 20 coming in. He's he's not had a good game. He has nine kills in nine minutes, and his side laners go, we don't want to win. We don't really, we don't feel like winning this game. We think it'd be cool to lose, actually. What Benji was inting Cyclone 1v4 defends a purple and hard instant? <laughs> what was going? If I'm scary, I'm like, guys, I'm finally doing it. Like, let me win the game for us, man. What is going on, dude? Baronic didn't snipe the fire to confirm it. He held his wall, oh, yeah. and they got it anyways. And I'm like, what is this, man? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I literally was losing my mind watching the set. I'm so glad I didn't have to cast it, because I would have... I would have made some enemies, man. I wouldn't have been able to hold it in. See, I was the exact opposite of you. That was my favorite game of the entire weekend. <sighs> it was fun. It was fun to watch, but it was, it was so a fun. Fiesta. Fiesta. It was like watching the SEC games. Yes. Where they just go wild. Yeah. Like, every single player just goes wild, and they just do literally... <laughs> Whatever they want, bro. Regardless of the circumstance, and I love those games. I am here for them, dude. I'll tell you what, it it is fun to watch. I can imagine. I would love to watch that game, and I basically did watch that game just like as a spectator with no. Was I on the desk for that set? I think I was. I think I was on the desk for that set. Yeah, I was. So I did have to like that. I was watching closely and and all that kind of stuff. I wish I could have. Been drinking some beers with some boys, just watching some Smite, and watching that game in like a watch party Discord or something like that. That would have been so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been really fun. But if that was a land game, that would have been oh, so much fun. No, that would not. Can you so imagine how fun. stressful that would have been, man? If if that was af- if that was during a land game, the, if, like. To get that far ahead, feel like it's over. That game was over, dude. That game was literally over in eight minutes. And then it that wasn't was, all of a sudden. Dude, when Scary double-killed them in mid as Ravana, that is literally the dream case scenario for any Ravana player. Yep. Like, having that kind of lead, you're literally in god mode running around the map. And then he did it perfectly. Working. And he did yeah, it perfectly. He did it well. Every gank that he did got a kill. Every single one. And that is, and, and he got the last hit as well. It is insane. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, that isn't, that game wasn't Scary's fault that it got weird. Like, it, it, it was just, it, both side laners really into, I mean, they all into a little bit in order to get there. And Scary, and look, I'm not going to say all that kind of stuff on the broadcast, obviously. It's a, it's a more professional environment. But I did mean what I said in that you got to give some credit to the Scarabs, not just blame the Titan side laners for inting, that the Scarabs, punished them for inting and then made good objective calls around it um, in order to be in that game. But obviously they should have never been in that game. Uh, yep. At some point in games, you, the, the, the course of the game is out of your hands when you get super far behind and all you can do is 
It's like you're you're following someone around and you just like if they if they stop, they're carrying something you want. Okay, here's the metaphor I'm going with, Barry. I don't know why you're <laughs> laughing at me already. They're carrying something you want, okay? Yep. Let's yep, say it's uh let's say you're really hungry and the in the whole goal of the game is to eat this can of Pringles, okay? Okay. So you got a can of Pringles. They walk at some point in that game, the Scary D grabbed the can of Pringles and started walking away. And they and he was just faster than than what the, the scarabs could do. And at that point, your only hope is that is that for some reason the other person carrying the can of Pringles stops and holds it out. Wait, and how many cans of Pringles are there? Just one. Oh, so someone took it from Scary then held it out? Or no, I guess I shouldn't have said Scary. Okay, a Tartarus Titan. Car- okay, they're battling over this can of Pringles, okay? What flavor the are the Pringles in this scenario? Great question. Yeah, that's because that's the two mascots. Superfluous, it's a great question in the chat. These are sour cream and onion Pringles, okay? So it's they're battling over the can of Pringles. Wait, no, we're talking... We, no, we're, we're Cape Cod gang. Okay, they're battling over a, Cape, a bag of Cape Cod potato chips, okay? And at some point, the Titan grabs... Grabs the the bag of potato chips and starts walking away at a pace that the, the, the little tiny scarab bug can't keep up. No way. At some point, though, the Titan might turn around and just hold out the bag. And if like you're not the there to pick it up, hair? what? Like the tortoise in the hair? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like okay. you have to be there in order to get the the bag of Cape Cod potato chips from them. Okay. But you couldn't have gotten it unless they offered it to you, right? So your job is to keep up and hope that they offer you the bag of salt and vinegar Cape Cod potato chips. <laughs> You're getting it. I, th- I think it Yeah. <laughs> Cape Cod kettle cooked potato chips. Yeah, thanks, Brad, the almighty. <laughs> uh, like, you're getting it, right? The, 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 the bag is the game, and you just have to get to... You just have to get to the point where if they mess up, you can take advantage. And they did that. Man, I'm good at this whole talking thing, huh? I should like, I should do it for a living. I should do a podcast on the side. Like, this is all, this is all really good. You really took those potato chips and ran with them, right? There. I'm hungry. Okay, <laughs> I'm hungry. I ate some dinner, but it wasn't enough, uh, and I want more. Is what I'm saying. Uh, all right, that's enough about that set. How about the, um, how about the, the, the dragons and leviathan set? That was, um, that was a big one. Uh, I think they. It seemed like Leviathans were kind of in their own heads when they were playing. Because I feel like when dragons were able to get the objectives away from Leviathans, Leviathans were kind of just leaving the door open for them to get in. And I feel it's always been like the the weakest point of Leviathans is their late game shot calling directly around the objectives. I feel like their team fighting is really good. But sometimes their shot calling in those specific scenarios gets a little hairy. Mm. And I think Leviathans could have won game two. I think they got stomped out game one. Yeah. But I think they could have won game two, but they were just a little panicked in the moment. And yeah, I don't know. They just looked a little shaky, I would say. I think also they didn't push their lead into PCAT as hard as I wanted them to. Yes, dude. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. Okay, so here's what happens. Panicat... Has Pringles. Has Pringles. No, we're taking Pringles and Cape Cod potato oh. chips out of the question, even though they're kettle cooked okay. and delicious. Panda's 0-2. Okay? <laughs> they they streamer gank him between his towers. Yep. They, they kill him again. 
He's 0-2, level 4, no beads, up against level 6 Yarkor, mm-hmm. with playing Heim, with ult, okay? Yarkor backs, he buys Devos. I'm surprised in that situation that he doesn't just go boots to hard zone PCAT. Do you think that's the right call, number one, to go Devos instead of boots? It's a weird scenario either way, because once you go boots, you're just committing to that play style and committing mentally to wanting to kill PCAT by yourself. And sometimes I can, that can force you into a bad position because you're looking for this one specific play because you're building for it. Mm-hmm. Devos doesn't really give him any slow potential in that in that lane, so it slows him down a lot for his aggression in that specific like 160 second window that he was given. So I think the better thing to go would have been boots, and then you just say, "Hey guys, let's invade these purples and reds. I'm huge. I can rotate everywhere. He'll be stuck under his tower because he's have he has Devos two coming out of base." Right. I would have liked that play style versus the "I'm going to go for the solo kill" mentality, which is a little risky and a little forced. Um, yeah. It I is. feel like Pika didn't get as far as behind because Yarkor wasn't like zoning waves and keeping him off of Yeah, far. that's exactly what I was saying. How does Panacat come in with, with Curse Gauntlet, with Devos 2, and no beads in level 4 against level 6 Heim and get a single minion? Like, shouldn't Yarkor literally just be standing on Panda's archers, daring him to step up? Yeah. It's weird because sometimes... If he, if he shoots Panda or if Yarkor aggro's the melees, he'll pull the wave backwards towards right. PCAT. Right. So it's a weird situation to guarantee farm. I mean, it just depends on Yarkor's mentality at the time because sometimes if you're that far ahead, I mean, he didn't really do anything for the kills. He was just kind of like there. So yeah, I don't even know. He, he got like one assist, I think. I don't think he got He didn't get an assist on the second. Yeah, he got a lead through like minions and PVE instead of PVP which sometimes doesn't really give you that big of a lead. But, I mean, in his shoes, I don't think it's that bad of going Devos and just thinking, okay, I'm going to have Boot so much before him, and then that's when I'll start playing the game and, like, really making an impact. But I don't think there was that, like, big impact from Yarkor that we've seen before. I think maybe he was in his own head about it or, like, I don't know. Because normally he's just so much more recklessly aggressive than he was in that set. Yeah, maybe a little bit too much respect given to yeah. given to PCAT. Um, I don't know. I mean, the the two fire calls, I think the... I can't remember what... Dude, my brain is so fried. Um, I think the second fire call, the one that Hurry stole, that one almost makes more sense to me because they thought that he was too far away. And Hurry did have to dash in in order to get it. And that one I make that makes sense to me. I thought the first one was worse in the sense that Yark stayed on fire way longer, like took damage, and then made it so that it was in steel range, like they couldn't reset it in time. Mm-hmm. And that, and to me, a bad call of "Hey, we think we can burn it in time," and then getting burnt on that is better than all of you being on different pages when it yeah. comes to pulling that fire. Because if they all hit it, I think they secure over the Terra, too. Yeah. But even then, that's still a 50-50 if you look at it that way. Right. But I think in that specific moment, watching it from a top-down perspective, they all just slammed fire and just 
all in and hopefully the Terra 2 doesn't get it. I think that's a better call than what they did because they they were half fighting, half going for the objective and sometimes the DPS would just like stop completely between like 2 and like 5 or 2k and 500 damage and it just looked really weird from a top down like I I could just imagine their comms being so scattered and on several different pages. Yeah, agreed. Um, that's the that's the read that I got there as well. They cl- they cleaned it up today. They looked good. Um, yep. I thought so. No harm, no foul. I suppose in the long run, they uh, they dispatched the owning warriors pretty easily. Yeah, I think warriors. I don't know if we'll know how good warriors actually are until land comes around. Yep. Or they're all in NA pink. Because I feel like that team is so good. I mean, I made a point earlier, like early in the podcast. Uh, that cherry or the podcast like series whatever that cherry made a lot of their game winning plays yep and a lot of their just giant giant like either macro plays or micro plays and i feel like they're kind of missing that x factor right now of what actually gets them a win in spl yep which could be due to ping diff because if i play on high ping my brain is just moving differently yeah and i put myself in less opportunistic scenarios because I don't trust myself or the ping or whatever situation. Sure. So that might be what's happening because I know two of them are in Europe. One's in Canada, so... Yeah, Neil's west coast of Canada. Yeah, I think Dardes and Fred neither look like themselves more yeah. so than other players who are playing on ping. And, and that's not a super fair excuse because there are a lot of other players playing on high ping and they're managing to do their jobs well. Um... Mm-hmm. But that we clearly know that like Fred has been invisible in nearly every game they've played. Yep. Uh, Dardes hasn't looked anything like his normal self. He look, normally is one of the best mids in the league. He's been he's been pretty unimpactful as well. So really, honestly, like if I'm if I'm on the Warriors right now, I think I would like Nika is kind of popping off in a lot of these games. Like he, I thought he looked really good again today. Uh, oh, dude. I, I would today, just I would just hard camp solo honestly and try and get him ahead and let him try and carry the game. Well, stay the set. yeah it had to be today or he soloed Julio. Yep. And then they just didn't invade Blues. Yep. And I'm like, how is that possible? Yeah. How are they even getting to their blue buff when Nika's as fed as he is? Like, and then is- the other game they uh, the next game they were like they they did some half hearted blue invades. Fred's playing Fenrir. And Julio walks in and steals the blue with an Arthur one when he has no beats. And I'm like, why isn't that guy just dead? Like, he should just die. His beads were down. We have Fen all up. Like, well, I think in that situation, I mean, you're talking about, but I don't think they could have killed him because the whole Julio's whole team was rotating through like solo side jungle. So I think they didn't want to commit that much into Julio. They were just like, burn the buff and get out. Sure. Yeah, you're right. And I and I think I realized that afterwards too. But but if his beads are down, right, and we know Fenalt's coming up for this blue buff invade, why why are Neil and Dardes not there? Like, why, at least Neil for sure, Dardes can lag behind, but like, yeah. that you know that that's a kill if they play it pro- poorly. And mm-hmm. we should, you know, that... Overall, in a vacuum, Julio should still die there. It's just that it requires better attention to detail getting there in time, I think. Yeah, and I think Dardas was, like, still in mid. Yeah, he was Maybe fine. I'm thinking of a different game. No, I think he was. I think he was still I think he was still in mid. He was playing Disco that I, game. I just, 
I just feel like if you're so like solo kills rarely ever happen in solo lane at the SPL level. Well, in scrims another thing. SPL hardly ever happens. So once you get that solo kill, I feel like the jungle should or jungler should literally just be starved on his back camps and his blues. Yeah, like that. It's just so weird. He was playing Wukong that game too. Oh no, he's playing Arthur the game that he soloed uh, Julio. But yeah, yeah, Julio was tier, I think. Yeah, Julio was tier that game. Yeah, Julio did have a rough day. I think Julio has looked really good um, overall, Wait. but today wasn't. Wait, I think we just talked about two different games. We did because it was Wukong. <laughs> it was Wukong the second game, Arthur the first game. But he was ahead both games. Nika was ahead both yeah. games. It was just one he soloed him and the other he didn't. So yep. uh, overall, I I think I would just lean in. I, I've been surprised at. I don't know how you see it um, from an ADC's perspective, but I think Vote's been a little bit colder than I expected him to start out the year. Mm, I think it's hard for him to shine with his mid 3v3 performing as poorly as they are. Yeah. And I think you could say the same about Zap, where his mid 3v3 has just been kind of lackluster as well. Yep. And sometimes as ADC, you can't, like, just force a lead in your lane like there's so many other, like you can say hey let's play through my lane let's go for these purples let's go for these reds but it's up to your team to actually play that fight well and i think sometimes vote is like popping off individually but sometimes he's not given the opportunity to uh just play his style yeah well, he got camped super hard today um panatom was in his lane like a ton Dude. so Pantom is the most annoying jungler right now because <laughs> he ganks duo the most. He ganks everywhere, bro. Yeah, Shinto Shinto's farm is everything around the whole middle of the map. Yes, that is all Shinto's. Yep, Pantom gets his farm through ganks. Yep, and it's so annoying to play against because. If your mid-jungle calls always come into your jungle, you don't know if he's going to do that play where he sits there for 30 seconds inside your purple buff and waits for you to leave your tower. Oh, man. What kind of jungler would do that, huh, Barry? What jungler would sit outside Who duo? Would do Who would ever be caught dead receiving Who a gank like that? would do that? <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, that's the way in a jungle. <laughs> literally, you literally get in every laner's head of is he sitting here forever or is he just farming his back camps? The old, uh, the Kurt Trey, a.k.a. the Lazbra, a.k.a. the Panatom. Those, uh, those are the, the, the proprietors of the sit outside a lane for 30 seconds and wait until they just get too bored to not push up and die to your gank. Uh, yeah, I saw, I can't remember who it was. I think it was last week or the week before where Panatom ganked a level 4 Ares, like right outside of his tower. Yep. And I was like, yeah. There's, I mean, what do you do about that? Are you just supposed to literally sit inside your tower until you see him on the map again? Like, yep. Hey, so annoying to play against. At some point, you got to get up there and get the farm, I suppose. Then so can't sit there forever. Um, yeah, Starts to mentally affect you. Sorry. No, for sure, it definitely does. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about you guys. Let's talk about the bolts. Um, though I think it's a little bit more looking ahead. You guys are in a good spot, sitting at three and one, but you have test week coming up. Uh, is what I'm going to deem it because you guys play your only loss so far is to the Leviathans mm-hmm. and now you play the other two top four teams of course you don't you're in that top four discussion right now as well you play the Jade Dragons on Friday and the Camelot Kings on Sunday 
how are you feeling coming into uh, to this week? Because this is a big one for you guys. Honestly, pretty confident. And I don't really care if we win as long as we take a lot of lessons and learn a lot from these sets. Hmm. So I'm viewing this phase as kind of a learning phase for everyone, mm-hmm. especially the people playing on ping. So as long as we continue to get better and continue to learn at the pace we've been doing it at, which has been really fast, thankfully, um, I think we'll play really good. I think we have a decent matchup into the Dragons. I think we have a good matchup into the Kings. Um, yeah, I I think we can. It, we sh- I think we can do it. I think we can beat both of them. It just kind of depends on what happens that day. Man, if you guys went two and zero this weekend uh, in both of those sets, that would be that would be a statement week for you guys yep. for sure. That that would be big. How obviously that would be huge for you guys. How devastating do you think it is if you go zero and two? Let's say worst case scenario, you get blown out in four games across the weekend. How how bad is that? I would be very disappointed if we like literally didn't show up. Yeah, like. Every game's like one of those 20, 25 minute stomps and they're invading all of our buffs and we're just like lost on the map. I would feel very disappointed and like because those games you can't really learn from because you kind of never even load into the match to begin with. Yep. So I think we need to at least get a foothold in some of the games. And I think if we get to late game, I think we'll be very good. What? uh, Go ahead. I know Kings at late game has been very good. Yes. And their shot calling and their frontline synergy between Harry, Twig, and Genetics has been so good. It's been impressive. Same, same sure. with Dragons as well. Yeah, it's been impressive. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. Let, let's, I suppose, for, for your teammates' sake, uh, we'll exclude Bolt's players from the conversation. Um, I think so far, the best player uh, in the league this year, not talking about Overall, the, the player playing the best right now is the way I should say it. The player playing the best right now in the league is fine, okay, uh, in my opinion. Any thoughts on that? Mm, I'll just think more. Honestly, I would go someone on Leviathans. Mm. I, would, I would say maybe Ronnie. Ronnie has been popping off, dude. Yeah, he's disgusting dude his emoji game today like literally every fight he just ruined like he just ruined every fight for the warriors they like they couldn't do anything against it and honestly maybe i would say dragon's whole roster has an argument and leviathan's mid trio yep i think with shinto power farming and pants Pantom and Ronnie doing their little... <laughs> Sobeka Willick Season 3 <laughs> Eager Aurora DJ Pernicus cosplays. They're two-man scouting around the map, just hunting whoever happens to walk around the corner, regardless of God they're playing. Like It's wild. It's, it's fun to watch. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably say Ronnie would be my, like, top player. Right I, think, I think Ronnie is top three. I think I have Fine. I think I think he's top two. I think it's Fine and Ronnie uh, have impressed me the most. Fine just... It's, it's hard to say because it's easy to look good when your team is dominating, but I think a lot of the reason why the Dragons are dominating is because Fine has just absolutely crushed solo lane in every game they've played. 
pretty much. Yep. Um, I've been I've been very impressed. I've uh, I've been very impressed. He has looked to God mode in team fights as well, which yeah, is. I've been very impressed with the way the dragons are sequencing a lot of their dives. Yep. And they've been going in one by one, but right when the one person needs help, the other person's filing in. Yep. And then right when that person's out of cooldowns or out of relics, the other person's going in. And they've done those sequenced engages so many times. I don't know if they're coordinated or if they're just, that's the way they team fight. But it's so beautiful to watch. There was one time a hurry sacked himself for like four people at the enemy speed buff yep on tiamat yeah yep and i was like man that is just beautiful beautiful team fights across the board by them yeah it's been it's been fun to watch that team man i don't know well it's definitely too early to tell we're only three weeks in they're what four and oh five and oh something like that um Mm -hmm. but that that team looks like they're just kind of built different right now i think that we i'm not you know they're not energy-esque yet but they've got a shot to be that to be that good i don't know if they will be um but they could be i don't know they've been fun to watch completely agree um all right any other teams stand out to you before we 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 got multiple end of podcast questions and uh, my cam's all messed up so you know i don't feel the need to to push this one i'm still very tired and moving things all the time chat oh people have been asking me about me living in the sun here's the deal okay oh yeah bro it's so bright i know tell me about it i've got a window right behind me here and I don't know where my curtains are because I've got 50,000 boxes worth of crap sitting in our garage. This, I'm not on broadcast until Thursday again. You know, this is where we do prep work and that kind of stuff. I'm going to put them up before Thursday. Okay. So Thursday for broadcast, they should be up. And if they aren't, then it's my fault. And I'll, I'll take responsibility for it. But come on, guys. I, I just moved this week. My room's not going to be perfect. You know what I mean? You're literally permanently raw to people whenever you're on the broadcast, Mike. Good. Maybe they should pay attention to what I'm saying because I'm because I'm bringing the heat. You know what I mean? Speaking of raw to, yeah. Did you know raw to hits people that are completely knocked up in the air, <laughs> but raw one does not. Yeah. Why is that a thing? Um. So if if there were a uh, a more experienced developer here than I. Uh, no, give you you're all answer. I need. You're right. all I need. Okay, so there are different types of abilities and fit. And spite? Yes, so the way oh. that they work, it, it's all different, right? Um, and so, oh, I see okay. you were making fun of me. Um, oh. <laughs> now I get it. That's awesome. Really, uh, really appreciate that. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'll keep on, uh, I'll keep on doing it. Um... Imagine you have a Pringles can. Imagine the, the raw one is a Pringles can. No. Uh, if I had to guess, it's because raw one, like, there are things called deployables versus, like, aura and that kind of thing. Like, if I had to guess, it's that because there's no vertical hitbox in Smite that, that doesn't – you go different – I know. Hold on. Hold on. I know what you're about to say. Okay, go ahead. I'll let you say it. No, go ahead. Go come, ahead. 
some line buttons hit vertically and some don't. Correct. That's because not all line abilities are built the same. They're all built you a little bit different. There's no vertical hitboxes. There aren't. There are different heights, right? There are different heights for knockup heights. Knockup heights are different. We tested the same knockup. Okay. You tested the same knockup? Yeah, we tested Bacchus flop on so many line buttons and some hit, some don't. Right. That, I'm saying that the way those line buttons are configured is different depending on each god and what the ability does and things like that. Now, I'm not saying it should be, I'm not saying it's consistent because you're right, it isn't. And if you if you have a list for me, I'll take it to the people in charge and we can hopefully get it fixed. Take it to the court. Yeah, we'll take it to the court. But... Uh, it, yeah, like the big one is, is Poseidon one, because if you hit, if you Poseidon one at the peak of Kraken knockup, Kraken knockup's the highest in the game. Um, if you, you can get it, you can get your title surge to go under someone very easily on Poseidon. Mm -hmm. So you've got to, you've got to time that one. Um, literally. Yeah, you do. Oh, nice. Nice, nicely done there. Um, all right. Chat wants to, chat wants to ask about Haddocks. I don't know what here's what wait wait can I answer about Haddix? Yeah. Uh, here's what he's gonna say. Th this is Barracuda talking. Um, yeah, Haddix says uh, he's been awesome, man. Wait, deeper, deeper, deeper. <clears throat> I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was warming up and I was like, dude, there's no way I've cast it all weekend. My voice is tired. Uh, yeah, he's been uh, he's been so sick, you know, like he oh. just. I knew he was going to be mechanically really good, but um, he's really brought a lot to the team environment um, and talking about, like, things he wants to do in-game. He's been a steady force for us over there, and uh, he's been sick, just like I, I knew he would be, you know? There you go. Is that, uh, did I nail it? What did I, Spot on, bro. What, what did I miss? Nothing. Exactly. That's what he's going to say, Chad. I can tell you about that. Yeah. We should do it where we should do a podcast episode where you answer questions as me and I answer questions as oh, you. I would literally never stop talking. Hold on. What, what, do you, what do you mean by that? You saying I talk too much, Barry? No, I'm just saying you care a lot about things that don't matter. Yes, that's a number. That's one of my number one personality traits is that I really like being. <laughs> overly granular about the lower the stakes about a conversation the more i want to talk about it because exactly. I, think, I think it's fun um so if we started about nonsense i would just talk the whole episode and not give you a chance to talk and then if we had a guest i would just ask them all the questions and i would never talk to you what <laughs> i'm getting roasted right now my god barry listen man i would love i would love for you to just take all the questions for our guests, man. I would love that. Nothing would make me happier in the whole world. I just feel like it's my responsibility as the as the professional talent piece to drive the conversation. You, but I'll give you this. Whenever, whenever uh, Finch came on as a guest, you did a great job driving. You did a great job. I was very impressed. But I thought that's because you like prepped for that. If you want to do that all the time. I'm cool with that, bro. I'm cool with it. You know what? Why don't next week? We'll, next week, we'll have you uh, drive the whole drive the whole show with just the two of us. How, do you, how would you like that? I think you need to go rub your trash can, dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
That blood pressure's getting a little... I need some chips, bro. I need some chips. Let me tell you that right now. Chad, I've been baited. I understand that I've been baited, and I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. But uh, Barracuda's going to run the show next week. Uh, I'll switch our, our camera positions. Um... Wait, do I get to look like I'm on LSD? <laughs> yeah, you do. I'll, I'll put a little. I'll put a little thing on it. Uh, I'll put a filter on your cam. That's right. Here's the thing. It's it's something with me. It doesn't look like this when I'm testing. It's only when I press record that it goes like this. So something's weird with that. Uh, I'm gonna try and figure it out. Um, all right, we got two questions. Uh, random questions of the week yet to be sponsored. Um, well, let's do just a quick. Uh, well, it's not really a question even, but. Just what we're recording this, of course, on uh, on Mother's Day, Sunday, uh, May 9th. Just wanted to to give a quick shout out to all the moms out there, um, and and to see if uh, Barry, you had a quick story about Mama Kuda um, that you wanted to share with the, with the podcast. I don't have any specific stories. I just remember my mom, like growing up. Being like the sweetest person ever. I don't know what happened yep. to her. Super evil now. But growing up, my mom was like the the picture perfect, like whatever you need, son. I don't know why I said son there. It just yep. made it awkward. No, whatever I'm you need, son, I'll do it for you. Like yep. the whole time, like I was very spoiled and very lucky to have my mom as a mother and just very, very lucky. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably I, be able to remember some stories if my memory was an absolute dog. But unluckily, right now it is after streaming eight hours of Smite SP. Big, big retweet on that. Big retweet on that. So, yeah. Yeah, just, just a big thank you to my mom for just being so amazing for me growing up and still liking all of my tweets and watching literally all of my games. Yeah, my uh, my mom um, is is a real character, uh, and all of my uh, all of my passion uh, comes from my mom. I think my dad is very calculated and intelligent and thoughtful, and my mom is is so fiery and uh, and always down to to argue about anything and just have fun with it. So uh, I, as you can tell, I think I got a lot of her. Um, fire. Yeah, quite quite a bit of that. Uh, what when I was thinking about um, a story I wanted to tell, I was I thought of when I was in sixth grade. Um, I was being bullied by some kids, and I came home and I was like, "Mom, I don't want to go to school because these kids won't leave me alone." Um, mm-hmm. And she said, "You know what? You know what you should do tomorrow. You should go right up to them and look them right in the face and tell them to f off." But she said the word. And I was like, Mom, I can't say that. And she was like, no, you can. You, you just need to tell those kids to F off. And I was like, I'm a sixth grader, man. I'm allowed to say the F word at school, according to my mom. And I, and I went in the next day. Written permission. Yeah, I, I swear. I, and I told them to F off. And I'll tell you what, it worked. They were, they were intimidated by someone who was allowed to say the F word. And that's, I also blame her for, for my potty mouth because that, I haven't, I only a day has gone by since that day that I haven't said the F word, but, um, it, uh, that it was, that's the, t- she, she's always down to, to just get in there. She's a confrontational person in that way. And, uh, and I thought that story was funny. Also, um, the story my wife wanted me to tell was like last year, 
when we were home and visiting, we, my, one of my favorite, one of Joe's favorite things, my wife, she loves to make fun of me because my eyebrows uh, are really only, they're like dark for like half of it. And then they kind of, then it's all blonde hair on, on the, on like the sides. I have half eyebrows. Congratulations. You all will realize that about me now. Go look at a picture. It is true. I've never noticed that. Exactly. And neither did my mom because my mom looked at me and she's like, oh my God, you're right. How did you have any friends? And my, and my, uh, she said that to both me and my, um, my older sister who has the same thing. And, uh, and my, and my wife loves that. So that's the type she, she, she loves roasting. That's what she loves to do. Did you just post a picture of me in the chat? Yeah, there you go. See, only half eyebrows. It's true. Here's another thing about me. Your mind and bear is like dumbfounded right now. Yeah, what? Uh, here's another thing about me. I don't know if you can tell. I'm going to take my headset off so I can't hear you. Um, if you look at me straight on, you can't. My ears are so pushed back that you can't see them. <laughs> they, it looks like I have no ears when, I, when I'm looking straight ahead at the camera. There you go. There are two embarrassing physical facts uh, about me that I have. Wow. That's what sharing time. Listen, you hurt me deeply earlier, and uh, and now I'm just laying it all out there. It's a true therapy session at this point. Um, Uh, For me, both of my hands do the same thing. So if I'm, like, carrying groceries and, like, carrying, like, five bags of groceries in one hand, my other hand will literally just be clenched. And I can't undo it. Surely you could if you wanted to. No. I can't. The muscles just, like, clench on both sides. And I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> Shady in chat says, I think that's a neurological issue. <laughs> it probably is. It probably is. Somewhere in my brain, it's just like, once one side fires, the other side has to fire. Interesting. That's why I can't do anything like on my mouse, like mouse buttons on the side for like relics or anything. It's because my thumb on the other side will literally freak out and like grip my keyboard. Really? Wait, okay, can you do it like with your if you lift your hands up to the camera, can you like demonstrate yeah, you'll see them, like twitch a little bit? Oh my god, and you're not even doing that intentionally. That's so weird. Yeah. It's just like and if I'm carrying like I said, if I'm carrying a lot of weight, it'll just be like great. This guy Look at how sick I am at it, chat. Look at this. I can close my fist and my hand doesn't move an inch. God, I'm so much better than Barracuda. Yeah, but take that headset off. <laughs> Listen, man, whatever. It's fine. It's uh, it's all chill. That's all that's all there is to it. Alternate. Yeah, there you go. I can do I can do it all. Um, all right. The other thing. OK, so I thought about this a couple of weeks ago uh, before um, I moved. And this was a topic I wanted to cover um, because I was listening to a, I was listening to a playlist on Spotify, like an auto generated playlist. And it came up with a band that I in the genre of music that I love, which is like emo slash alt rock, that kind of stuff. Um, that I think is really overrated, and this is going to be an incredibly unpopular opinion. Am I going to dislike it? Yes, almost certainly. Here's here's the band that I think is overrated. So the question is, what's a band that everyone loves in your genre that you think is very overrated? And here's the deal, guys. Green Day is not very good. They just aren't, okay? Oh, no. They aren't that good, bro. Green Day is overrated. I I can't... I know, I know it's not going to be a popular take. I know you're not going to like me for it, but I'm living my truth. 
And the truth is that I don't think Green Day is that good. They're fine. I don't turn off Green Day, but I've never once in my life gone to Green Day to listen to it. And I don't think I ever will. Wow. There you go. That's, <clears throat> that's pretty bold. I know. I told you that everyone was going to hate mine. Wait. Do you hate all of their songs or just I don't hate songs? I don't hate their songs okay, like okay. Nika hates Ed Sheeran, okay? Were you there for that discussion? Was that was that in his tree? I thought that was on podcast for some reason. I don't remember. Um yeah. No, I don't hate their songs. I just I'm never in the mood to listen to Green Day. I'm never like, "Oh man, this is a total bop when it comes on." And I'm never seeking it out to listen. I will occasionally let it play through the song, you know, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, whatever. But I'm never. It's a banger. I, a lot of times I'm. I'm not. An, a lot of times I'm skipping it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm just gonna skip it. What's yours, Barry? What's your What's your overrated? Uh, what's your overrated band in your genre? Avenge Sevenfold. Wow, that is a that is a fan favorite as well, huh? I hate them. I think all of their songs sound the same. Mm. And I just think that they are very overrated. And I respect them musically, but I don't like their music. What's their one? What's their song that everyone knows? Their their really popular one. Um, you know the one. Backcountry or something? No, no, no. I'm looking it up. One second. No. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Tales of the King. Is it? Is it a? Uh... Nightmare? Nightmare? I don't know. <clears throat> I swear, Nightmare. Beast and the Harlot. That's it. Everyone knows Beast and the uh, Harlot because it's always on, on Guitar Hero. That song's pretty good. Um, I haven't listened to a whole lot of Avenged Sevenfold, but I also haven't really wanted to. Um, yeah. So, and I don't know. I'm not mad at my, it. My next one is a Five Finger Death Punch. Okay. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not in love with them either. They're fine. They're yeah, fine. that's how I am. I'm like, they're all right. But, like, I would never go out of my way to listen to them. Yeah. And I've avoided concerts that they go to. Mm. So I think those are my main two. I couldn't think of, like, any others that I really, like, disliked. I have a band that I thought you might say, and I'm curious as to your thoughts on them because I love them. Um, and I spent a whole day last week listening to Metallica. I love Metallica. I I don't know what it is about Metallica. Sometimes I really, really, really like the music, and sometimes I hate it. Hmm. And do what? Oh, what's that band? It was on all of the. It's gonna super derail. Uh, did you ever listen to the rock stations growing up on the radio? Yeah. What is that? whiny song from Metallica like, or from a different band from Metallica. I think it's from a different band oh, I cannot think of it <laughs> couldn't tell there's you. this band that always sounds like they're dying mm. but not like in a screamy way they just sound like so sad sad you're not thinking of Coheed and Cambria right no no no, no. Coheed is a banging band 100% by the record for the record yeah, they're very good. Coheed does not miss. No. Chad is guessing, yeah, Nirvana, Guns N' Roses, Zeppelin. No. 
All right, fair enough. Um, I'll think of it. Yeah, we'll think of it. Oh, speaking of, someone said My Chemical Romance. Here's a real, before we go, last last thing before we go. A really funny, something that I think is very funny. Uh, I worked in my uncle's pizza shop growing up, and he, and he had a brother, uh, so he was my uncle. And typical, like, boomer, our generation has never done anything right. No good music has come out since the end of Queen. Like, that, that was his take. Except for My Chemical Romance which he thought was the, the only good music that has come out in the entire world since Queen broke up. He loves them. But I give him other band recommendations based on his love of My Chemical Romance, and he says, this is literal garbage. Every single, it is so funny. Like, he's this, like, old, like, you know, just quiet, angry all the time, dude. But he just loves My Chemical Romance. And I think it is the funniest thing ever. They're pretty good. Yeah, MCR is good, but it's so weird. Like, it's such a weird band to, like, fall in love with. Yeah, because they're pretty emo, and they're not, like, that far off from other bands. I, I know. There are tons of bands that are, that are like, similar, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's a weird one. Shout out to Wait, Uncle Denny. Might be Audio Slave. I don't know much, much about Audio Slave at all. That might be, the, or Pearl Jam. Oh yeah, Pearl Jam. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a Pearl Jam fan. I can. I can tell you okay. that much. I think it's one of those two. All right. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. There it is. That's another podcast in the books. Thanks for watching slash listening, everybody. Again, apologies about the camera. I'm gonna try and get it worked out for next time. But if I don't, you're just gonna deal with it because what other alternative do you have besides tuning out? And we both know you're not gonna do that. Um, make sure. <laughs> make sure you guys are checking out predictions, other stuff. They have a lot of different podcasts, a bunch all the different plat or a bunch about a bunch of different esports. Uh, and give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, all that kind of good stuff. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Y'all own. We love you all. And we'll see you next time here on the Backliners. Barracuda, hopefully you didn't forget after two weeks how to do the thing. Bye. Oh, he didn't forget. He's right on that the money, like, baby. That was clean. Lord. Can we get that on, on, a, on a soundboard so we can just hit that? Because it's not getting any better than that. Cheers! Don't do sheesh, bro. It wasn't sheesh. It was G's, dude. And that's an Ionic original, dude. Ionic been doing G's for, forever. We're still, our mics are still on, by the way. I'm turning them off. Oh. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for more information on how to get treatment. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for the LGBTQ plus community, a confidential program for first responders and service members, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for help. rcahelp.com slash podcast. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.